Hi, everybody watching us online. I am so honor to be able to take this unique opportunity to be able to connect with you and to help bring our different community of Crossroads Brickle together. So in light of Hurricane Dorian, we're going to try something really unique this weekend. We are going to be broadcasting this message online and also providing a worship opportunity for you to be able to continue in praising God and to connect with other people even as we're dispersed in different areas. Right now, as you're watching this video, there are preparations happening for Hurricane Dorian that's about to land in Florida. We're filming this video early because we want you to be able to be safe, to not have to be scared or anxious about trying to come for a formal gathering this weekend because we know one of the biggest things we need to do is to take care of our people in the midst of this storm. So if you're watching this from a different area, a different state, we are grateful that you're tuning in. Thank you for checking us out. Again, my name is Tommy, and I want to welcome you to a unique online experience of Crossbridge Brickle. We're a church that meets on the south side of Brickle. Behind me is the cityscape of Brickle. It's a beautiful area of downtown Miami, and we want to invite you to join us. We meet every Sunday night at 5 o'clock on the south side of Brickle at 1770 Brickle Avenue. We would love for you to join us. And not only that, we are actually broadcasting from our church office at Pipeline Workspaces just off of 11th Street and Brickell Avenue. This is where we have our church information meetings. This is where we have training meetings, special engagement uh, events that we do for the city. So if you wanna join us here at Pipeline Workspaces for a special event that we host, we're grateful for you to get a preview of what we do here at Crossverse Brickell. So we are providing a very unique experience because we know that we have people that are going to be scattered all over the place, but we want you to know that as soon as Hurricane Dorian has passed, we want to let you know that we are going to be providing opportunities to serve and care for our city and Miami-Dade as we get closer to relief efforts. So stay tuned, stay uh, aware with us through social media. We want to let you know how you can serve. We'll be providing some ways that you can uh, give your time, give your talent, as well as give your treasure by partnering with different organizations to love and serve our city. And so with that, not only do we want to let you know about how you can serve through Hurricane Dorian, we want you to know that next week we are starting a new teaching series called Soul Care. It's going to be a teaching series based on the book of Psalms and how God's word provides insight and instructions and also relief for our souls as we live our lives. Next week, we're going to be talking about the topic of anxiety which we know is a big topic for a lot of people. And maybe this topic hasn't been addressed in a compassionate way before, but we want you to know that God's word cares for you, gives you insight, and not only provides comfort and care, because we know that along with God's word, there's also other ways that we can provide comfort, counseling, and care for people that deal with anxiety. Because we know that the soul is one of the greatest gifts from God, so we want you to know how to care for your soul in light of God's word. So with that said, I want to take one last little moment and encourage you. This is a unique opportunity. We're going to not only have a sermon together, but we're going to also worship together. Yeah, that's right. We're going to worship together on our different devices. So if you're on a computer, if you're on a phone, maybe you're in a room of people, or maybe you're by yourself, wherever you're at, we're going to try something different because we know that just because we can't formally meet because of the storm, we know that we can still offer praise to God through our worship and through hearing of his word. And so while you're preparing yourself, I wanna ask you, take a moment and share this video. We want you to maybe share this with a friend or just share it on your 
your social media as a way for people to get to know what you are a part of at Crossbridge Brickle. Or maybe you've always wanted to check out Crossbridge, but you've never come and you just want a preview of what we do. This is a short preview of what we do on the weekends, and we hope that maybe one day you'll join us on Sunday nights at 5 o'clock in Brickle. Thank you for checking us out. And while you're sharing this video, I'm going to take a moment and prepare our hearts by praying for us. Father God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for all that you are currently doing. Lord, we come before you and we pray for the island community. We pray for Puerto Rico. We pray for the Dominican Republic, for Haiti, for the Bahamas, for all the greater islands that are in our island community. We pray for them for this storm so that, Lord, there's protection and that there's no loss of life. We come before you and we pray that you do what you do is to guide, comfort, and care for those that call upon you. We pray for the region of South Florida. We pray for Central Florida. We pray for Northern Florida as the state of Florida is going through this storm together. We come before you and we pray that you give us comfort in this time of need. And Father, as relief efforts may come, we come together in the name of Jesus to love and serve our state and in our different communities. So Father, we come before you. We pray for all the different people that are watching this online right now, wherever you are. Lord, I pray that you give them comfort, give them strength, and give them hope to know that you are always present in times of need. We come before you and we dedicate this special time together in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so now we're going to transition to a time of worship with some special friends of mine, Ruthie and Jordan. They are great friends and they're gonna lead you in worship. So wherever you are, follow along, sing along. It may be different. It may be a little bit weird, but I encourage you, this is actually gonna be a fun time. So take a moment and join us in worship right now. shadows in my weakness your glory appears 
And as we sing about the goodness of God, let us, let us think about the good that he is in our lives, the good that he has brought to our lives, and just how amazing he is. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, because who you are will never change. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I go, the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh, he is my song, because you are good. You're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, let the king of my heart the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days, oh, he is my song, cause you are good, you're good. Good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you're never gonna, you're never gonna let me down, you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me die. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me die. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me die. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me
Lord, we just take this time, Lord, just to express gratitude, to express thanksgiving. Lord, you've been good to us. In and out of season, you've been good. You will remain good. That is who you are. Lord, prepare our hearts today as we hear what you have to say through Pastor Tommy. And we thank you for this church. We thank you for what you're doing in this city. We thank you, Lord, for what's to come for Brickle. We thank you, Lord, for what's to come for this church. We thank you, Lord, for what you already have prepared. And we look forward because we know that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, wasn't that a great time of worship? You might be at your device right now thinking, that was a little bit different when we started. I, I, don't, I wasn't ready for that. But I hope by the time you were done with that moment that it was really encouraging to you and it helped you to understand this personal principle of personal worship. No matter where you're at, we are able to worship God no matter what's going on. Maybe you're on your phone. Maybe you're in your house. Maybe you're at a friend's house or a family member's house at a different place right now than where you would usually be on a Sunday night at 5 o'clock. But I want to encourage you to listen and engage with this message. And so before we begin, I just want to remind you, if you're tuning in and you're a first-time guest, we are Crossbridge Brickle. We are a church that meets on the south side of downtown Miami, Sunday nights at 5 o'clock. If you want to follow us on social media, this is all of our information, Crossbridge Brickle on social media. And I want to remind you that next week we are starting a new teaching series. We're calling it Soul Care. Soul Care is a study through the book of Psalms on the soul that God has given to us. We want you to know how to use and care for the soul that God has given to you. And we're going to be discussing important topics and important issues that affect the soul starting next week. The first topic we're going to discuss is the issue of anxiety. And just to be honest with you, anxiety is something I personally struggle with. And I believe that this message is going to be important for you if you struggle with it as well. Maybe you're experiencing anxiety right now going through this storm. And I want to remind you that God is always present in times of need. And no matter if we're going through this storm together, we want you to know that God cares for you and he knows the needs of your heart. And so we're going to go through that during this teaching series. But tonight, I want to encourage you to engage with our message. And the easiest way you can do that is if you have your phone, use your phone and text in to our text in number. This number we use every single week as an opportunity for our people to be able to engage with the message by using their phone and receiving special notes that correspond to the message. And so if you have your phone with you and you can text, I want to encourage you to text in to our text in number. You'll receive an automatic reply and it'll send you a link to our online notes through the Bible app. You can use the Bible app not just tonight, but every day in so many different ways. So I'm going to encourage you not just to use the notes tonight, but to also download the Bible app. While you're getting the notes, while you're maybe even downloading the Bible app, I want to preface the message for tonight. Tonight's message is this idea of what God wants to do for Miami. For Miami is a call of my heart. It is a deep passion of mine. It comes from this place in this burden of what God has done for his people and for his continued plan that is going to unfold throughout the time until all things are completed in God's plan. And so what I want to do is I want to help us to understand a burden for our city, the city of Miami. And the way we're going to do that tonight is we're going to look at one particular story through a man named Nehemiah. And so if you have your notes or if you have a Bible with you, we're going to be looking at Nehemiah chapter 1, starting in verse 1, going through verse 11. And so to help you understand the background to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a part of the prophetic books or the prophetical books. Nehemiah was a prophet 
during the time of Israel's exile, and there were different prophets that helped lead and guide the Israelite people. Namely, at the same time, there were several leaders such as Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra was a book written before Nehemiah, and Ezra helps come before Nehemiah because they actually were two books written at the same time, at the same time period. And they explain the story of the Israelite people from the perspective of Ezra and Nehemiah as one story from two different perspectives. And so to help you understand the background, there's three key characters to the story of Nehemiah. And I want to walk you and understand this. First, there's Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was a leader of the people of Israel. He was directed by Artaxerxes, who was the presiding leader over that time in that region. And Zerubbabel worked alongside Ezra and Nehemiah in three different successive ideas. So the first thing that Zerubbabel does is he helps to understand and lead the people to restore the temple of God. The temple of God was the central gathering place for the people of Israel because in the pre, the previous books of the Old Testament, this was the place where God's presence was. And so Zerubbabel had a burden to rebuild the temple for the people of Israel in the new Jerusalem that they were creating. And then Ezra, he was tasked and burdened with the idea of not just being a part of this, but help create the culture of the Torah. So the Torah was developed not just from the time of Moses and the beginning of the, the books of the Torah, but the law, the law that was in place among the Israelite people to help them understand who Yahweh was, who God was, the creator of heaven and earth, the people that followed after God, the law that God used in the beginning of the Bible. And then lastly, Nehemiah's call during this season is a big idea that we need to understand that he was called to essentially keep with the alliteration, to rebuild the town or actually to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And the way that he does that is he's tasked and burdened with creating the infrastructure again of the city. And so the way he does that, if you want to follow along, we're going to be seeing this through Nehemiah chapter one, starting in verse one. And I'm going to read this along with us. Now it happened in the month of Kislev in the 20th year, as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hen and I, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And then reading on, it says, And they said to me, The remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are destroyed by fire. And then we see Nehemiah's reaction. Nehemiah as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. And then continuing on, we see he prays to God saying these words, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Even my father's house have sinned. Continuing into verse 7, we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that you have commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you are to return to me and keep my commandments and do them, 
Though you are outcasts in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. And then lastly in verse 10, they are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and your strong hand. And in verse 11, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Because this prayer was said by Nehemiah before he was going to approach the leader of this area. He prayed to God because of the burden he had to rebuild Jerusalem. But what I want to help us understand a little bit is that Nehemiah had a little bit of a complex. He had a little bit of a complex when it comes to his mindset. His mindset to help the people of Israel was to do this big idea, which was to help rebuild the city so that they could restore the presence of God. And so that's why Zerubbabel started with the temple, because if they rebuilt the temple, then maybe the presence of God would come back to the people of Israel when they inhabited the land of Jerusalem. But what we see is Nehemiah, although he was grieved in this first chapter, if you continue reading in the book of Nehemiah, it starts with a good mindset. But we actually start to learn a little bit deeper through this story that Nehemiah's mindset may have been correct at the beginning, but we start to see that Nehemiah actually had a different heart set. Nehemiah's heart set was based on the idea to not just rebuild the infrastructure, but it was more to restore the territory of Jerusalem because he wanted to protect the people of Jerusalem from other people. And we need to understand that throughout the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, what God commands the people of Israel to do is to be a light to all nations. And even though Israel has been exiled and has had their city destroyed, just because of those parts of their story are broken, doesn't mean God's desires and God's plans have changed. And God demonstrates this by helping us understand God's heart set. God's heart set for you and I is to realize that he wasn't as concerned about building a literal city. He was most concerned about building a city in the hearts of his people. And we see this actually played out in the book of Zechariah. In Zechariah, it talks about this big idea that when the new Jerusalem is built, this new Jerusalem that was to come, it was going to be a city that demonstrated all the characteristics of God. Not to be a city that's fortified for the purpose of keeping people out, but to be a beautiful city where people are welcomed because of the presence of God that dwells there, because the presence of God dwells amongst his people who he has called. And so what God is doing in this story is he's using Nehemiah to demonstrate a man that started with a good mindset, but he had a wrong heart set. Because at the end of the day, he started rebuilding the infrastructure of Jerusalem, but at the end of his really true heart of hearts, he was more scared about Jerusalem falling and losing its prominence than he was about the heart of God and restoring the presence of God amongst the people of Israel. And so we read the story and we understand that there's some critical components into it. And so what I want to do is now I want to transition to helping us understand this same mindset when it comes to the way we view, not Jerusalem, but the way we view Miami. And so I want to show a, a pretty simple picture about this idea. I want us to understand what is Miami? 
Miami is not the skyline, it's the people. And I want to show you one of the prettiest pictures of the Miami skyline. The Miami skyline is demonstrated through this beautiful idea of who we are. And so what makes Miami, it's not the skyline, it's the people. But what I want to talk about is I need to help you understand what truly makes Miami. If we're going to understand what makes Miami, we need to know how to care for Miami. Because Miami is not a place that's blowing up with architecture. It's not just the amazing cityscape and the skyline. It's not all these great things that can happen. It is the people that God has given to us. And I want to give us these practical steps to realize how we are called as people of God to care for Miami. And first, the thing we are called to do is care for Miami by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are called to be ambassadors, storytellers, people that share this good news with the people of Miami. The good news that through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that all sins for all time have been paid for, and that we don't have to earn our position with God. God gave us his position by giving us his righteousness through Jesus Christ. And so we are called to care for Miami by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The next thing we're called to do is from the gospel, we are called to make sure that we don't forsake a desire to stay. And let me be real with you, because some of you are probably watching this video and you're maybe in med school, or maybe you're here because of a career advancement opportunity, or maybe you're praying about leaving Miami. And, and let me just be very clear. If it's the will of God for you to leave, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I, I, my heart hurts because there are so many good people that if God would just show them that he has a plan for them to, to prosper and to thrive in Miami, that there's so much that could be done in this city. I want to tell a quick story of a couple different people in our church, and both of them happen to be very significant people that are leaders in our church, and they're very close to my heart. One is a man that he serves as one of our elders, and he serves in a capacity that is so beautiful that he his heart is, instead of following a career that has led him and his wife down a trajectory of being very successful people, they have shared with us that they are called to Miami. They're called to stay and not just called to Miami, but God's even burdened them to be in Miami with us as partners at Crossbridge Church. And their burden has been here for so long from the very beginning that they serve in great capacities of leadership now. And he actually serves as one of our elders. And not only that, there's another elder that helps lead our church that he used to be a part of a different church and he was actually in a different county. He was in Broward County, but God burdened him to realize that I need to not just attend a church that meets in Miami. I need to actually sell my house and move to Miami because I need to be a part of what God is doing for Miami. And God cultivated a desire in him to stay. And I have so many different stories I could tell about people that have actually stayed because of what has happened by God getting a hold of their heart and giving them a desire to stay in the city. And so from the gospel, we're called to share the gospel, to cultivate a desire to stay for our city. And then lastly, we need to realize that we need to have a heart that serves. We want to be a church that's not known for just how we gather. We want to be known how we scatter, how we love and serve our city. And you might be thinking to yourself, like, how does it be a part of this work of God? And how do we care for Miami? How do we share the gospel? How do we cultivate a desire to stay? And how do we cultivate a heart to serve Miami? Well, it first starts by realizing the grace of God. 
And so I want to remind you that God's grace is so deep and so wide that the grace of God should move us to mercy. And so from his grace to our mercy, and and we want to demonstrate that as a church. And so what I want to do is just kind of share with you a practical thing that we as a church are going to be doing. There's so much that we're going to do as a church, but first I want to share with you what it means to care for our city by showing mercy and love to very significant types of people in our city. So first, I want you to understand that we are called to serve these people in our community. We are called to serve the homeless of Miami, the orphans of Miami, the those that are currently in prison, the sick and the widows of Miami. These are just some of the groups that we need to care for and love and show mercy in the name of Jesus. And so I want to give you practically some of the organizations that we're going to be working with. Some of you have already worked with some of these before. Maybe some of you, you're going to be signing up for an opportunity to love and serve our city through one of our local missions projects. We're going to be working with these different partner organizations, and I just want to show them with you real quick. We want to love and serve our homeless by working with the Miami Rescue Mission. The Miami Rescue Mission, we did an outreach this past year with them, but we aren't just going to do one outreach. We're going to start that as an opportunity to go deeper into loving and serving our people that are our people, not those homeless, our people of Miami who are homeless. We want to love and serve them through a great organization that does great work. We are going to care for and show mercy to our orphans through His House Children's Homes. We're going to be doing an event just in a few weeks by inviting people that have joined in the story of caring for people through fostering and adoption. And then we're going to be providing an opportunity for you to be able to help throw a birthday party for all of the children that are a part of this program in Northern Miami-Dade. We're going to be throwing a party for children in foster care because When you're in foster care, one of the simplest things that you might not get in your time as a child is a birthday party just for you. And so we're going to be doing that. That's a fun, typical way, but we're going to go deeper with that as the years go on. But we want to care for our prisons. We want to care for those in prison by partnering with juvenile justice. Um, Our team leader right now, Carmen, she's in the process of cultivating and developing that ministry, what it means to care for those that are in prison. So please pray for her as she develops that caring for the sick, we want to make sure that we continue to build relationships in the health district. Several of our deacons are a part of the medical program in the health district. One of them in particular, his name's Toby. He's going to be helping cultivate his gift of shepherding and evangelism by working within the health district to help us connect how we can love, serve, and care for people that are in terminal illness, that are constantly in and out of the hospital, because we want to make sure we don't forget those that are still in a season of sickness, or maybe even in a terminal sickness ongoing. And then lastly, we need to make sure that we do not forsake our widows, just like it talks about in the book of James. And so we want to care for the souls of our widows. And the way that's going to happen is we are going to provide care in multiple different ways, through relationships, through counseling, through opportunities to be able to love and serve people that the Bible talks about are marginalized. And so these are just some of the groups that God is calling us to love and serve. So This is the basics of what we're called to do. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to see how you can be a part of being for Miami by starting here. We can start by taking these different people groups, loving and serving them well, because if we love and serve them well, we are going to fulfill and start a trajectory to go deeper with our heart as a church. You may not know this, but our church is actually founded on this deep principle of remembering. 
we want to remember several key components. And I want to share with you our values as a church. We are a church that believes in the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. We care about the gospel of Jesus. We are not only a church that believes in the cross of Jesus, we are a church that believes in the community that Christ creates. We also care about the city that God has called us to, and we are also anticipating a catalytic movement to pray for and reach more people in our city, in our state, in our country, and around the world. And you may not know this, but Crossbridge is actually a church that is a family of churches all throughout the world. We have a family church that is in Brazil. We are praying about different family churches that either are going to be partnering with us or we're going to be helping start and launching because we are a church that wants to help share the gospel no matter where we have influence. We're going to be doing some significant mission trips next year, and we want you to know that the gospel of Jesus Christ, a desire to stay and a heart to serve, is going to be all a part of that because we have to remember. I know that some of you may be in Miami for only a couple years. And you might be thinking to yourself, wow, this is a really deep message for something that I'm not going to participate in because I'm only going to be here for a couple years and then I'm out. I want to encourage you. Don't just see Miami as a stopover. See Miami as maybe where God is calling you to stay. This is an area of town that has seen constant change. In Brickell, if you were here just 10 years ago, a lot of these buildings weren't here. Brickell City Center wasn't even here a few years ago. Mary Brickle Village is becoming one of the cultural centers of this area. Downtown, the World Center is coming to downtown. There are so many changes happening in the greater downtown area that imagine, what if we loved and served the greater community of Bricklewell by creating spaces and places for people to connect in community groups? What if we loved and served all the different people groups of our city that are marginalized, that are not cared for the way that God calls us to care for them. And by doing that, by connecting people to community in the name of Jesus, and by caring for our city, we will be a catalytic movement that will help us to connect people to the way of Jesus. That is our desire as a church, and that's my desire to share with you tonight. And so this message is really my personal call. I love Miami. I love it so much. I moved here 12 years ago. I came here with the purpose of being a part of a church to love and serve Miami. And over time, I didn't just have a job or a place. I actually had multiple things happen to me. By staying in Miami, I received a, a full call to ministry. I was blessed with an amazing and wonderful wife named Kristen. And not only that, we have been blessed just this past year with our first daughter that we prayed for for years. We prayed for our baby, Selah. We actually dealt with infertility issues and so many different things. But, but God gave us the desires of our heart because we submitted our heart to him first. And maybe that's what you need to do. You need to remember what God has done for Miami because maybe that's what God wants you to do is maybe he wants you to have a burden for this city that you're currently in. Maybe you're here for the long haul and you're already in and you're like, you know what? You don't have to preach to the choir anymore. I'm in. What do I got to do? I'm encouraging you. If Miami is your city for a little bit or for a long while, go deeper because God has a plan for Miami and maybe you're a part of that plan. And so I want to encourage you to pray and see what you can do to be a part of what God has for Miami. Let's take a moment. Let's pray together. Father God, I come before you and I pray that 
that our people and the guests that are watching this right now, that they know the beautiful truth that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I believe in the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ for all people, but especially God for my people of Miami. I pray for Miami that people will not just come to it, but they will stay in it and they will be burdened for it. Father, please let it not just be Brickell Avenue and South Miami Avenue and US 1 and 95 and Midtown and Downtown and Miami Beach and Homestead and Miami Gardens and Doral. Let them not just be names and places on a map. Let them be places where memories are made where unique experiences are created, and Father, where hearts are broken for your people, for the orphans of our city, for those that are in prison, for those that are homeless, for the sick and the widows, Father. Let us never forget those that need to be given the mercy that is extensions of the grace you've already given to us. Father, please burden us for our city because you have given us the greatest gift of all to love and serve the city with the name and the gift of Jesus Christ. So father, I come before you and I pray that all things be done in the name of Jesus. Amen.